live from Los Angeles, this is Dre's Geek Philosophy, the Monday, July 3rd edition. I, that came up perfectly right there on the <laughs> other screen. I'm like, ta-da, like, oh, that's perfect. The Monday, July 3rd edition of Dre's Geek Philosophy. Welcome, welcome. We're back at our, our, on our normal hour, Why our normal day, after a, a very hectic week for me. <laughs> Very. It was a very busy week. We went to Monday Night Raw. We recorded the podcast on Tuesday. We did. Why do I keep flubbing our other show's name? <laughs> Multiverse Comic Show. We do that on Wednesdays now. For those of you yep. who do not know, on Facebook.com uh, uh, forward slash Raise Geek Philosophy on Wednesday nights we do a comic book show focused mm-hmm. meme uh, as you know you're the moderator, but the true the the, the linchpin of that Wednesday show is. My buddy here, Pete yeah. Molini, he, he's the linchpin of that show. He, he runs, we do it live from his from his comic shop yeah. in San Gabriel, California. Buy comics from him. <laughs> it actually worked. Someone actually went in yeah, and bought comics because and, and they posted a picture and everything. It was really posted a picture of the books that they bought because they watched our, the, the the show. They watched our Wednesday night show. That's crazy. <laughs> hey man, the multiverse comic show. Hey, yeah, it's Wednesday working. nights. It's 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 a it's. It's a, it's, it's a thing. It, it, it's a thing. It's a thing. I, I love calling things a thing now because of Dragon Ball Z, yeah. abridged Kai. <laughs> Get all the things. Give me the thing. No. Give me the thing. No. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a busy week. I record. I, I went on someone else's podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went on the Will Sean podcast? Mm. Question mark. Uh, my my buddy uh, Will Link. He's a he's a podcaster. He's from Long Island. Um, we're gonna bring him on as a guest of the show. You know, nice. like that's a favor. You know, they did us the favor. Yeah. I went on their show. Then he's gonna come on our show and talk about his podcast. Nice. And he's gonna talk like that. <laughs> and I'm gonna try to not talk like him. Back to him. That whole Long Island accent. No, why not? It'd be hilarious. <laughs> well, you know, I love doing accents. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> it, it'll be fun. Uh, unfortunately, we are not streaming on Twitch today because the internet here at the Secret Podcast Studios is being cruel and unusual. Thankfully, I have enough cell phone d- d- coverage to still stream this on Facebook Live. And, and for the for those who are missing out on Twitch, they can always just listen to this on SoundCloud or on iTunes, iTunes. tomorrow. There you go. But I, I kind of bring up Dragon Ball because this week, uh, going on right now, in downtown Los Angeles, That's a good segue, man. the <laughs> Anime Expo. I'm a professional. I, I, I'm getting good at yeah, this. I'm getting good at this. We've been at this for over six months. This is the the seventh month the seventh of month. us doing this nonsense. And if I if, if I haven't learned how to handle this now, then I'm never going to learn how to handle this. <laughs> if I if I can't ride this bike, then there's something wrong with me. But Anime Expo yeah. is going on right now. Something I I, I used to go to. Mm. I, I don't know. You you are a lover of the animes, but uh, you have no. You, I've never been to Anime Expo. It just I, I've always seen pictures, and it just looks like a mess. <laughs> like, yes, it, it is. It is very much a disaster area. You know, it's funny. I actually remember. I think last year I went out to a, a friend's birthday on the weekend of Anime mm. Expo. And, oh boy! And I took the train back home like at two in the morning. Oh boy! And I shit you not. Like I thought I had. Got into like uh, a movie, dude. Cause all it was, it was nothing but people in cosplay, and I was like, "What is going on? Why are they still dressed up at two in the morning?" Now, apparently, these anime <laughs> the, the anime fans party hard. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been seeing status updates from friend of the show, uh, Lamar Harris, and they are just partying and drinking all night long. They're yeah. like, "This is like this is the the anime geeks rager. They are raging right now." Yes. They're, they're they're at the Westin pool, you know, getting drunk. I mean, a lot. I mean, honestly, I think this is where a lot of these nerds are able to actually socialize because yeah. they're they're among their own. Because I I dare say the anime nerd is a niche within a niche. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because because uh, I don't think I'd stray too far to, from saying that you judgmental nerd Pete Malini. <laughs> 
you you judge anime nerds uh, uh, as being uh, uh, more nerdy than comic book nerds. Oh yeah, no, they're more nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, like, I think with anime nerds, it was just me out is that you have just from the basics, you have the ones that watch the original ones and they watch or the dubbed ones or the, you know, and so it's like and then dubs or subs, you know, yeah, and, then, and then they judge each other because of that. Oh, no, I know. Like, there, there's internal like, yeah. oh, oh, you like subtitles? You're a monster. Oh, you like, yeah. you like voiceover like, uh, so, like dubs? Oh, you, you, you're not watching it. It's an original form. Yeah. Some, some voice actors ruining it. Yeah. It, it's totally a subculture yeah. within a subculture. Yeah. It is just, it, it can be very, um, it actually can be very divisive. And then there's different genres of anime too, right? So oh, it's yes. like all over the place. It is everywhere. I, I remember the, 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 the first time I actually ever went to anime. So uh, I, the girl was dating at the time and I took uh, I took her and I, I took my brother. And I learned of this one sub, 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 sub genre of, of, of manga or, or anime, so to speak, called Yaoi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. I'm returning to, to, to my girlfriend at the time. I'm like, why why are Ken and Ryu making out? <laughs> <laughs> and I like I look up and I'm like why why are why are all my favorite video game and anime characters all, all why are, why why is there a picture of Goku caressing Vegeta this is this is really weird no uh, executive producer Sam's you you happen to walk right in me talking about the the first time at, at the, my my first visit to Anime Expo many years ago I think that was like 2006 or 2007 when I discovered the subculture of yaoi which is where they they take popular male characters who are normally opponents but ship them together in romantic entanglements yeah oi oi yeah oi, oi. and then you walked in me saying it ken and ryu making out i'm like that's a thing then you said goku and vegeta mm-hmm. i was like what the hell is this <laughs> what the hell get your hands off me Kakarot. I, I, I train all day for you and this is what you give me you go fight someone else I get stronger for you. That was like I life. get stronger for you. <laughs> you know, team four star. I, they were there. Team four star was at any oh, I'm sure wow. they had a shit ton of people out there. Uh, and, and that's the big thing. There was a shit ton of people at the LA convention center. We, we were complaining about E3. Oh no. Oh no. There are over a hundred thousand people. Oi. Oh yeah. There's yeah. a hundred thousand <laughs> people. Plus, plus at the convention center. This, like, probably right now, still right yeah. now, or maybe, or they're congregating in places and getting drunk because we were talking about how like this is, all these all these uh, anime nerds. This is this is their, their time of the year. Yeah. Fourth of July for them is like they can go out, they get drunk. Uh, <laughs> uh, another friend of mine he posted like, yeah, you know it's Anime Expo when all the Seven Elevens in downtown are out of alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> and also I guess I get the feeling anyone who has a hotel anywhere close to the convention center is going to be like hosting orgies. And <laughs> yeah, because I bet. I mean, I'm t- like if the the type of hentai and yaoi that are freaking watching, I bet they're going ham oh, on yeah. each other. Yeah, good God, I bet there are a bunch of anime nerds losing their virginity or or whatnot or exploring their sexuality probably as we speak. Oh, absolutely. I- I'm curious to see where the furry room is. Oh. I'm gonna spit out my soda. I know. I was kind of hoping you wouldn't do it over the equipment. Uh, I, no, I don't want to do it over the, this equipment, even though the internet here is being shitty to us. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, there was like I, I posted an article on on the Facebook page about there was like three to four hour lines just to get your badge, just to get your currency to enter the thing, to get your to get your stuff. Yeah, yeah. To to so you can get with all the other anime people and organize whose hotel keys you're gonna get. 
<laughs> so, so you go have the mass orgies. So you're finding out now. The uh, JW Marriott is being ruined right now yeah. as we speak. The the, the Westin Bonaventure is covered <laughs> in furries. Being defiled. It's being it's like this is bigger than the porn convention. <laughs> There's tentacle porn going on right now. Oh dear God! Just imagine like, like, how the the these. Hotel employees react to all this, right? <laughs> You're watching like Cloud making out with like with, with Sephiroth. With Sephiroth. <laughs> Dominus! Dominus! Here's a new meaning to one winged angel. It's like one winged anal. <laughs> I'll be here all night. So now that now that you're seeing so many lines and so many crowds showing up for every con at this point, do you think that it's going to increase the frequency of cons to thin out the herd a little? No. Oh. You don't think so? <laughs> no. Because like, they, I mean, they can profit these, on this stuff now. The, They're the, actually making bank. I mean, I mean, I feel that the, these big conventions, they, they, they've, they've reached critical mass. Like, there, yeah. there are too yeah. many people. Yeah. I, I don't think there can be, I, I mean, because there's also, I mean, there's not just... The anime big. Expo. There's Anime LA, which occurred in Ontario this past year. <laughs> yeah, which is not LA at all. <laughs> and there's their Sakura Con. LA adjacent. LA, yeah, that, yeah. Anime LA in Ontario is LA adjacent at best. At best. Uh, yeah. our, our friend of the show, uh, Lamar Hopsigord Harris, <laughs> was complaining about having to drive out from Redondo Beach all the way out to goddamn Ontario just so he could hang out with his with his with cosplay anime people. The logic I'm writing is that back, you know, your favorite movie in the fucking world, The Room, used to do their midnight screening once a month in one theater and demand for it skyrocketed to the point where they start doing it in more than one theater and then the whole building and then multiple nights and then it like demand for these things go through the roof. And this is what's what, what I'm seeing with the convention center now. It's swapped full of people. You, you accidentally lead me to my next point here about why. Um, Anime Expo is such a shit show because the, the as I've been told by several of my friends who are mm. quote unquote on the inside of this, the people who run Anime Expo are idiots. <laughs> it is a completely misorganized shit show. Hence that's why, why that's why that's there's why four East hour lines. Looked so damn good in comparison to all of I mean, these. Guys. I made that joke with Pete on the yeah. way over here. I was telling him, yeah, East LA Comic Con was run is run better than the Anime Expo, and people who go to Anime Expo will tell you that. Oh yeah, that, it, that yeah. it's run better. I don't know. I, I I guess the last time I went was like 2011 or 2012, and that's when I was like, I was like, me and my brother just sitting there. I'm surrounded by you know girls dressed as schoolgirls, and I'm like. One of these things doesn't belong, and that's me. <laughs> I'm old, and they're all very young, and I don't belong here. <laughs> I should not be here. I feel dirty. If I feel you, like an old man. Just throw on the turtle shell, man, and you're Master Roshi. I'm Master Roshi. <laughs> throw on the turtle shell, fill up a little, like, Visine bottle of blood, and keep shooting it out of my nose. And be like, oh! Don't forget the heat tap. <laughs> and, oh, and carry plenty of bottles, of, plenty of cans of heat tap. <laughs> the Cell Games, brought to you by heat tap. I am a dirty old man, yes, but I don't advertise it. I'm not like Planet Namek with a not Planet Namek. Oh yeah, you've reached Planet Namek. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Planet Namek. <laughs> oh, Calvin says uh, Calvin on Facebook Live says Pete is old, and I'm around the same. I'm older than Pete. <laughs> I mean, good old good old Calvin here uh, trying to derail the show from. He's always saying that. He- I'm half a decade older than him. I'm like, that's only five years. Five years. That's not a lot. Just because we got some gray in our goatees doesn't mean we can't start some shit. Yeah. (laughs) Found a gray nostril here. Should I be concerned? 
Oh, it's coming, son. Yeah. It's coming. Oh, yeah. Did they multiply it? They're like roaches, man. <laughs> They're like roaches. There's like, uh, if it was one, now it's like 10 in here. They, uh, you know, and then on the sides, if I let the shit grow out, oh, yeah. I'm like Hal Jordan, bro. I'm like, nice. I'm like, I'm like freaking pre crisis Hal Jordan. <laughs> it's all gray on the sides here. That's, that's, that's the other half of the reason why I constantly have to keep shaving the shit off. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to have the freaking uh, Master Roshi freaking gray on the sides or oh, whatever. You got to do that for Halloween, dude. Get the turtle shell. Yeah, get the turtle shell. But Pete and I were having that that funny discussion because <laughs> yeah. we were saying well, Pete's uh, uh, the one of the first guests of the show during the the proto. Oh, uh, our, our friend uh, Enrique Cruz, mm-hmm. fellow potted. Um, <laughs> he pot is Vegeta, and his girlfriend is, is, is Bulma. Because mm-hmm. that's how their relationship is. It's very much Vegeta Bulma. I like to think of me and Maria in a similar way. Really? You, you, you and Maria are a little Vegeta, a little Bulma? Oh, God, you, yeah. you gave her the Gallic gun, all of a sudden Jojo, Jojo Trunks came out? Yeah. Like, what the fuck's a condom? The fuck's a condom? <laughs> I was wearing my armor. <laughs> if you're wondering where all these references are from, please go to YouTube.com and type in Dragon Ball Z abridged and you will understand everything and enjoy Dragon Ball that much more and yeah, b- brought to you by your sponsors HeTap and that's why like Maria and I both bond over Dragon Ball we love that, that I know show. you, saw, you saw that one. you saw I saw you posted about that dress that you wanted from Maria and then your mom was immediately like no, no. and Maria was like okay <laughs> I was like Sam's mom immediately like ran in like the freaking the rock with a freaking steel chair into the ring if you smell no mom like Sam's sweet mom was like, no, never. A freaking Goku dress for his wife. It doesn't matter what you want her to wear. It was literally a run-in on Facebook. It, it was it was that level of a run-in. That's funny, man. It was, it was great. I laughed so hard when I saw, you know, Parnavasia. No. Oh, great. It was awesome. I, I, I love that. I, seriously, that is the best part of the relationship is those Bonnie little Mo- tiny moments where we're completely messing with each other like Vegeta. Like and, Vegeta and, and Bulma. Bulma. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that is awesome. Uh, you know, I, I've been telling, uh, I work with a lot of young, I, I work with a lot of youth right now in one, one of my jobs with the youths. Mm-hmm. And I keep telling them to watch Dragon Ball Z abridged. Yeah. I got, and. <laughs> I feel like a monster when I do it. And see, now you're like legend to them. You're introducing (laughs) them to like the thing that's going to alter their lives. The trajectory of their lives has forever been skewed by you. You One kid today, she was like, I watched Dragon Ball. I'm like, then you haven't seen Dragon Ball abridged. You have no idea what you're going to see. I'm like, be forewarned. It's pretty lewd. (laughs) It is quick lewd. I'm just happy that I got an awesome trunks out of the deal. Hey, you, you got you got you got your little trunks. Uh, as long as we, as we never call them princess trunks, everything was cool. <laughs> Unless he, did, hey, I'm giving him the 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 choice in that matter. <laughs> if but, he wants to be known as princess, he can be known as princess. Yeah, but we're saying like, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so Enrique and uh, and Kim are Bowman trunks. That makes you what Piccolo. You're Roger Roby. And then that makes me Master Roshi. Because <laughs> I'm older than all of us and I'm an old dirty perv. I'm Yamcha. Ooh. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> I don't know what a Yamcha is, but it sounds disappointing. <laughs> See, this all makes sense because we're talking about IMAX, Expo. <laughs> Was it uh, the other night? I was watching. They were showing Rainbow uh, Super in English, uh-huh. and I caught it. I had, I had get to watch it in English, and we were watching it for a while. And then uh, I told you, I'm like, "Oh, I'm watching Rainbow." She's like, "It's on right now." She put it on, 
And she sat there watching it for a little while. And then it ends with like the fight's about to start. It ends. Mm, the tip, typical. And she's like, what the fuck was that? And I'm like, yeah, you have to wait till next week. You just <laughs> reached the anime equivalent of blue balls. Yeah. I go, it happens all the time. <laughs> so explain why anime, mans are so, anime fans are so frustrated all the time. They're like, oh, okay, here comes a fight. Here comes a fight. And... No. No. <laughs> like what? Come on. It's frustrating. That's why yeah. that's that's why I I I, I binge. <laughs> yeah. That's why I binge. I, I don't that's why I don't watch it. That's why I've allowed like eighty episodes of Super to happen. That way I can just sit and just go one after the other. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait the, the twenty years till freaking Dragon Ball's a bridge gets to super abridged. Yeah. <laughs> super abridged. <laughs> I was looking at some of the original dates, because uh, 'cause I've been rewatching all the abridged. Some of those dates they go back like Eight years? Damn. Holy shit! They've been doing it forever. Yeah. These these crazy bastards. <laughs> like I feel like kind of bad for them now. Like oh my god, this has been like a literal labor of love. Yeah, like I, it, it's insane. I, that yeah. that would have been the only reason I would have wanted to go to Animax was to like go to the Team Four Star panel. Yeah. Just because I'm, I'm sure they probably did some cool stuff. They they did stuff. I'm sure as some of their favorite character as Vegeta, as <laughs> yeah. Piccolo, as oh Goku. But but King Kai. Double stuffed pizza. <laughs> Double stuffed. <laughs> it, it, it's nuts. I I feel bad for a lot of these a lot of these these anime expo people because yeah, it's just it's, it, it's get it's gotten out of hand. And like, it seems like it's getting worse and worse every yeah, year. It's like the the pictures of the the, the poor anime these, these people who probably have traveled from around the country yeah. and they're being uh, forced to endure South Central. <laughs> Because the lines were getting so long, they wrapped into like the, the area around yeah. the convention. Because, you know, if you just stay in the LA Live, Staples Center convention area, it's not bad. I mean, you know, the, the the trippiest thing you'll see is some lady selling you, you know, street hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> but once you, you go beyond the 10, you go beyond the 110, you're in the danger zone, yeah. boy. <laughs> you're in the danger zone. <laughs> you in South Central, son. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're by USC, the University of South Central. <laughs> you 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 need to watch the fuck out. Yeah. You about to get you about to get robbed. They made many movies about, about this area. Boys in the hood, son. That's like that's gonna have to be like training videos now for for people going out to anime expo. They're gonna have to watch like Boys in the Hood. They're gonna have to watch Friday. Friday. The, um, Sam, name another hood movie that anime expo people are gonna have to watch as they wait so they can they can deal with waiting in line walking through South Central. Oh, uh, don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. This is why you're a vital element of the show. I totally would have forgotten about Don't Be a Menace. Yeah. It's South Central. Watching <laughs> Juice in the hood. <laughs> juice? That's a good one. Deep Blue Sea? <laughs> They're making a sequel to Deep Blue Sea on Sci Fi Network. Really? Yes. Is Samuel Jackson coming Wasn't back? Wasn't that Sharknado 2? There's no way Sam Jackson can come back unless you have it, his disembodied top half. It is a Sci Fi Network movie. They can bring him back. <laughs> he could be like a it'll mermaid. be it'll be Robo freaking Sam Jackson. <laughs> he could be like this weird like mermaid with with the bottom part of the shark. Merman. <laughs> merman. He'd be a merman. <laughs> merman. Mer merman. Sam Jackson. We will survive. Look, I survived. I survived inside of a shark. A shark motherfucking ate me, and I survived. Deep blue sea too. Deeper inside. <laughs> I've been on a roll. You missed an amazing line I said on the way over here. And, and the sad part is he would totally do it. 
Oh, <laughs> Sam Jackson's not met a, met a paycheck he wouldn't cash. Yeah. I'm part shark, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm a part shark. These these hyper intelligent sharks saved me and performed surgery on me. Call me a shark again, motherfucker. Call me a shark again. Tabitha on Facebook Live, he could be like Barry, Agent Barry from Archer. He's <laughs> constantly surviving, becoming more and more, more and more machine than man. He's Kenny. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> He's more man than machine. Just like on Friday, I was more barbecue than man. I went to Korean barbecue with a friend of mine and she's just like nope keep eating I'm like oh no I can't ooh so delicious <laughs> I was more meat than man I had so much meat inside of me hashtag phrasing <laughs> put all the meat inside of me and all my holes no oh. you're welcome viewers and listeners Say Cyborg one more motherfucking time. <laughs> see, now I would be disappointed if, if Deep, Deep Blue, Blue C- C2 isn't that. Then it, it, it's not, what, not if Deep Blue C2 doesn't have Say Cyborg one more time, motherfucker. If it doesn't have a Cyborg Sam Jackson, Sam Jackson. then I'm just, there, there's no, that I will be disappointed forever. <laughs> Why hasn't there been any other movies with a Cyborg Sam Jackson? I, I, this needs to happen. What hmm. else could he be? I mean, like, I'm trying to think. Be half snake. <laughs> be half snake. What half snake? Snake on a plane. Yeah. Then, then we will have reached true fucking like movie fucking <laughs> lack of ideas. When like we're crossing the streams of snakes on a plane and deep blue sea, deep blue snake. <laughs> Tell me in. I mean, like, <laughs> you're in. It's a sci-fi movie. This is a, this is the same. This is the same network they gave a Sharknado. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Uh, Deep Blue Sea Two was just the next Sharknado. It's the next movie. Sharknado, but and there's, there's like three or four of those movies, right? Or something. Yep. Like that. Uh, uh, Brian Lozano asks on Facebook Live, "How are you doing tonight, Dre? I am exhausted. <laughs> I'm a tired, Dre. I I'm happy having a voice. Oh. I I have a little extra boy, bass in my voice today <laughs> because I went and watched." Japanese professional wrestling live here in America. Nice. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling brought their brand of strong style professional wrestling here to America before. Because some other wrestlers have come here before. They wrestled for some of the other organizations. But this was the first time where Japan threw a Japanese style show Hmm. here. They did it at the Long Beach Convention Center. They, they 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 only had like they, they didn't think it was gonna do it so they only had about two to three thousand tickets they sold the motherfucker out in like forty five minutes and I have to give a great thanks to my friend Josh Jackson for for buying he bought up eight tickets and we had literally I want to say some of the best seats in the house because nice. we literally had the stage right behind us we were in the last row with the, if if you check out some of the the, the the photos I posted good God we had the stage directly. We were able to high five the wrestlers as they walked down the ramp. That's pretty cool. It, like, uh, oh my god, it was intense. And also, uh, you know how they have, you know how like a lot of places they have those lights. When they burn white, they will burn you. That was hot. <laughs> those are some hot ass fucking lights. <laughs> like, if you go back uh, this Friday, if you go to Ax- 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 Access TV, if you have Access TV and you watch the G One special, you might see me being a jackass several times. <laughs> I like that. I like that I could turn on Access TV and and see you being a jackass in New Japan Wrestling. Yep. That means that's like, that's one of those life affirming things. When I see that, I feel like, yep. 
I, this is life. I, I, my, my DVR will be recording it on Friday, and I, I'm sure I could check uh, uh, New Japan World, their, their version of the WWE Network, and I can. They probably already have it up. And yes, Calvin, yes, I, I too sweeted the Bullet Club several times. <laughs> Cody Rhodes gave me a too sweet. I was I was I was quite uh. happy. Oh, I'm sorry. Cody, not Cody Rhodes. You can't you can't call himself Cody Rhodes, but it was awesome. There were so many of the wrestlers, like because the Japanese, a lot of Japanese style wrestling is a lot of them literally beating the shit out of each other. It's just good God, it's it, it's awesome. Like this one wrestler, Tomohiro Ishii. Easy E. Ishii. <laughs> not, not, no, straight out of Compton. Straight out of Kyoto. <laughs> straight out of condoms. <laughs> straight out of condoms. Oh, Ooh, not too soon. You're welcome. Not too soon. No, you, Tomohiro Ishii. He, he's called. He he is the um. He's the the the, the stone pit bull. Ah. He he's about as tall as uh, as Pete, but he he is a he is a brick shit house. Ah. Like every every picture I got of him was him was walking. No, he would not stop. Everyone else would stop and pose and do their stuff, but he'd be like, no, no fucks given. And it was like he he had two matches that night because they had a tournament for to crown the first United States inter, um, IWGP inter, International Wrestling Grand Prix. The first United States New Japan Pro champion. Wrestling Champion. Yes, I know <laughs> okay. that, that that's a mouthful. <laughs> uh, and it, I'm just you know it's well, like not it's like not, WWE not, goes up and it's like <laughs> we're in Mongolia. Here's your champion for Mongolia. <laughs> no, because this is their first time actually running a show. <laughs> Here, here in America, so they established a United States belt. That, that uh, ironically, a non-United States, a Canadian won the United States belt. Uh, <laughs> a Mexican should have won. Ironically, there were some Mexican wrestlers if there. If there was a Mexican winning, I f- I feel like that would be would have been like a worldwide middle finger to all of current affairs. Well, well, currently in the WWE, a Canadian is the United States champion there as well. And he is proclaiming himself the new face of America. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So now we have we have two Canadian faces of America right now. One in New Japan and one in the WWE. <laughs> but the the That's show was, the show was amazing. Uh, uh, there's a there's one set of wrestlers called Los Ingobernables de Japón, the the ungovernables of Japan, and they they, they run this. Mexican style stable with all Japanese dudes like the, the the leader speaks in Spanish all the time just to piss off the Japanese fans but weirdly <laughs> everyone loves them they're like the the leader gives no fucks he'll he'll walk the ring so casually and he'll be wearing like a full suit and he'll get in the ring and the referees complain to him he's just taking off his suit slowly and he just shoves a referee out of the way and just taking off his suit no fucks given and like he'll start the match he'll look like he's about to give a fuck and then he'll just roll away and just lie in the ring <laughs> with no fucks given <laughs> It's just he he's currently one of my uh, he was one of the wrestlers I didn't care for before, but he was trying to be a good guy. Look at me. I'm doing the cool things. I'm a cool wrestler. And like he left and he came back and he stopped giving giving all the fucks. And everyone's like, he's really cool now. I like him. (laughs) Same thing happened to The Rock. Uh, Very similarly. Yes. When, When he stopped giving a fuck about the fans. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone started loving him. He stopped caring about their Rudy Poo candy asses. Mm Weirdly, once once a wrestler starts gaslighting us, we kind of care about them. Yeah. When, uh-huh. when we, be, when we <laughs> you stop and think, huh? It's actually kind of weird. Anybody who refers to us as jabronis, we immediately love. Yeah. Iron Sheik. We I, fell in love with him again as soon as we realized he was the one that came up with the term jabroni. Jabroni. Well, he, he's also out of his mind if you ever go on his Twitter. Fuck but yeah. the, but the, show, <laughs> the show was insane. You'll be you'll be you'll you'll see me repeatedly like on the on, on if you if you go to a, AXS TV or if you have New Japan World if you subscribe there from nine hundred ninety nine yen a month. <laughs> 
which is, is how much in American dollars? Less than ten dollars. <laughs> oh, thank God! It's less than ten dollars. Because I've been looking at going to Japan, and I see, keep seeing like how much stuff is out there. I'm like, this is gonna make me go broke in like 20 seconds. Nah, apparently you, you just gotta. I'll go to a I'll go to a pay toilet, and then I'll be in debt. I'll need to put out like a put in a credit application for it. At least you'll have a bidet that'll blast your ass because they got that in Japan. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> what? You don't want the cool jets I, I, of water I don't want the ass blowing your bidet. colon out? <laughs> is, that the, is that the actual name of it, the sign on it, the ass blasting bidet? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. No, but uh, uh, one of my favorite wrestlers, Colt Cabana, he, he, he used to be against the bidet, but now he has a portable bidet that he carries with him all the time that he bought in Japan. Is this something that he let be known? Like, on his podcast. Oh, I thought like something in the <laughs> no, he everybody, this is the bidet I brought back from Japan. No, no, no. He, he, he his podcast. Like a championship I wouldn't be surprised if he'd do that just to get a pop out of the crowd. But no, my, my, he is obviously his podcast is one of the influences on this show, and he talked about it on his podcast. Yeah. Can we talk about my squatty potty? Oh man, I, I still need to buy one of those. What is a squatty potty? Pete, you do not know what a squatty potty I is. Do not know what a squatty Let me tell you about what a squatty potty is. <laughs> It is a little like a little a stool. <laughs> it helps you. It's a stool that helps you with your stool. <laughs> oh no, I'm fired. I'm firing myself. Um, it, apparently, we shit wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> Our current toilets. <laughs> we are shitting at the wrong angle. Uh. So there is this little. If you Google a squatty potty ad on YouTube, there is an amazing YouTube commercial for it <laughs> involving unicorns shitting out freaking rainbow ice cream because <laughs> that's what unicorns shit out apparently ice cream and so if you get your feet a little bit higher about six inches higher than where your ass is sitting all your yeah uh, enrique cruz on yeah it's kind of like the samurai squat but it helps you do the samurai squat so it lifts your legs up a little bit so you can um squeeze out the most uh <laughs> of what you need to squeeze out oh because you're aligning your back <laughs> you're aligning your back and it empties out your uh, oh. your anus out of your colon. <laughs> it, it, it is amazing. Yeah, it, it is amazing how, like, this, this sign that was just a little, little plastic thing. I think they're, they're selling them at Costco right now, oh, I really? believe. <laughs> I saw it at Costco two weeks ago. I, I, I don't know if they still have them. Maybe they sold out. Were <laughs> they Kirkland brand? <laughs> Kirkland brand squatty potties? No, no. These people, they, I don't know. They, go on YouTube. Type in Squatty Potty, and then you'll see this ridiculous commercial wow. of a freaking unicorn shitting ice cream. <laughs> and they're explaining to you how we're shitting wrong and how this thing helps you get all the uh, get all of your ice cream out in oh. one go. Huh. <laughs> so if you have, yeah, and they literally go and it goes right underneath your toilet, and then you, you, you pull it out, get your legs up. <laughs> Ta da! One poop. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, and Cruz, best tangent ever, and I, I'm not responsible for it no. this time. No, Sam was responsible for for this. We went from bidets to squatty potties. Welcome to Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. <laughs> we have blown through two topics, and we still have half a show left. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I have set fire to two topics, and we only have like a real short topic left. <laughs> So there's going to be a whole lot of tap dancing left there's in this show. A lot of bullshit coming your way. <laughs> there's going to be so much bullshit coming, you're going to need a squatty potty. There you go. New sponsor of the podcast, Squatty Potty. Warning. 
Prolonged use of the squatty potty will make your legs fall asleep really fast. Um, oh. I, 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 I'm guessing that's from uh, that's that's from personal use. You you, you have a squatty potty at I, home? That's why I brought it up. <laughs> of course, Sam's here. They're freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I was explaining to Pete because Pete had not seen the amazing commercials yeah. no, of Unicorn Shit. Oh, so of course, I, of course I, you. You have to speak. Okay. <laughs> I always forget you have it on in the other studio when you run out and that to actually do your actual work. So my, our our last topic, uh-huh. which I thought, my, oh yeah, <laughs> is a topic I actually have forgotten to bring up several times in the last oh, two three yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah. I, I really I, I I had mentioned it weeks ago when I first discovered it, and um uh, my friend Josh who who went who t- who got us the tickets to go to the New Japan Pro Wrestling he brought up man I've been missing your show I haven't heard you talk about the GameStop summer rental thing and I'm like well you know what it's probably a good <laughs> thing that you talked about it right now because I haven't talked about it. <laughs> Because two weeks ago, Sam and I had a, had our fun discussion about E3 mm-hmm. and uh, Final Fantasy, and then last week we went really ham on all kinds of other topics. But GameStop is doing this inc- this crazy thing. So yeah. GameStop, the, the three times I have worked there, they have always had a return policy that one could call abusive. <laughs> An intelligent person could abuse their return policy, mm-hmm. where if you bought a pre-owned game. You could bring it back, no questions asked, within seven days. Okay. So a very enterprising person could be like, oh, let me buy a game. Basically, you rent it. <laughs> you you oh, can finish it within those yeah. seven days or go to different game stops and just keep returning and buying. Uh, yeah. if, you're, if you were that hardcore, yeah. <laughs> you just do a little chain around your game stops mm-hmm. and take advantage of the the impotence of the employees who could not do anything about it. I tried to like really stop it. I'm like, Hey, yo bro, does it say blockbuster in front of my store? <laughs> Go. Cause like at, at the Rosemead GameStop, it would happen all the time where these, like the same set of like five, 10 dudes would just come in and treat us like a freaking rental place. Yeah. Oh, Jai, unfortunately we, we're, we're, um, I probably should have let off the, the top with that. Yes. Um, we're going to save the Sam Raimi movie talk till like next week. Because I did not have time to watch rewatch one or two at all this past weekend. Between New Japan Pro Wrestling, working a few gigs, becoming more barbecue than man, being on someone else's podcast, doing our Wednesday show, doing our Monday show on Tuesday. I have not had time to watch rewatch those movies and make copious notes so that I could freaking unleash the hell upon which those movies may or may not deserve. But GameStop. So they've always had this return policy that one could abuse. Yeah. Apparently, someone at GameStop corporate realized, hey, we should try and monetize this. So they're actually renting games, if you will. So the way <laughs> this thing works, as far as I've seen it, mm-hmm. is you pay them $65, and you can, quote, unquote, rent as many games as you want. Like You can get it, grab a used game, beat it, bring it back, get another one. No questions asked. Now, they're actually trying to encourage people to do this. But of course, you have to pay the $60 fee. And then at the very end of the summer, whatever game you have picked last, you get to keep that game. Uh, so, like, oh, it's, 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 it's encouraging everyone. It's like, hey, do the thing you've always done, but pay us. <laughs> but give us money. <laughs> but, 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 you know, lead off with the 60, $60 something dollars. Yeah. And then at the very end, whatever game you decide, you can keep that game. You know what? Not bad. Step forward. Not I'm, amazing, but a small see, step forward. I, I, you know, but no, I, I see this as them trying to monetize something people have already abused. 
I don't yeah. know if you caught yeah. the first part of me explaining it. This is something that has been abused for years, mm-hmm. going all the way back to the first time I worked at GameStop back in 2001. Like, they always had the, the seven-day return policy, the seven-day satisfaction guarantee. If you bought a used game, you don't like it, just bring it right back. We'll get you your money back, or we'll get, or it would kind of really encourage, hey, or get another game. We'd always encourage, hey, please try to make sure they, they leave with another game and not just their money. But this time, it's like, hey, 60 bucks and... Any game, whatever used game you have in stock, just bring it right. Oh, just constantly swap it out. Yeah. Uh, uh, game, game blockbuster. For people that don't know how to take advantage of the system, it's something that perceptually from the outside looking in, it, it puts them in a much more favorable light than well, what they've been looking true. like in the last year. And then, oh, and, then, and then Tabitha on Facebook Live brings up the point that I wanted to make. What's funny is if they pay $65 and the $20 game at the very end is one they keep. But I guess in their mind, oh, you paid for this service. It's kind of almost gamefly a service. Yeah. But you, but the the, the pot the potholes I see, like you are kind of like you were for, you were held to like whatever used games happen to be in stock. Yeah, yeah, that's like true. They, they're like it's not like oh the the best games may not always be available. And and with this quote unquote service, you may have all the best games kind of out and stuck in people's houses mm-hmm. instead of being on the shelves. So like the so it's like I said it's a sound idea in theory, but if your selection is very quote unquote thin, then that's yeah. but that's for, where it I runs. get it, for people that know the system and like will mm-hmm. break it down like that. It's going to have its flaws. But for but a normal person, like you're saying, for the lay person outside looking mm-hmm. in, this is something that's a perceptual move. It's one that's made to look the company look better. Yes, or 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 for a person who who does not understand how they can take advantage of your policy. Yeah. This you know, so a person like yourself who doesn't see this kind of thing who who hasn't been on the 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 yeah. the, uh, the employee side of GameStop who doesn't see that yeah. how this is a quote unquote scam if you don't if you don't <laughs> think of it as a scam <laughs> if you just think of it from a consumer perspective someone who doesn't know the ins and outs of how this has worked this yeah. actually would sound like a good like to you, it sounds this sounds reasonable to well, you well it sounds like a way for it's not just it's not just the idea of it and how it's executed. It's the way, the image that it implants in people's mind. Mm. It's a way to make the company look more favorable. Because especially over the last year, with all the hits they've been taking, the whatever the thing that they but they fired you for not the, the the circle of life, the circle of which life, which is now no longer exists. All of that stuff made the company look like shit. This so, one is a move that at least shifts the light a little more favorably. Mm-hmm. We're trying to be more proactive with our consumers. Right. And, and yeah. Although it's funny right now because I I, I, swung, I swung by GameStop the other day just to kind of like do a little bit more research for this. And they're doing a buy two, get one free on the used games. Hmm. So now their selection is even more no. sparse than it already is. So again, like, you know, I, I, of course, I'm looking at this from my cynical kind of gamer perspective. Where you, you are a bit of a more optimistic kind of normal gamer. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I have I know that game stores in general are, are slowly going to be dying off as everything goes digital. Yes. But at the same time, I have faith in sometimes, every once in a while, companies will try to do the right thing by consumers, especially when they've had so much bad a lot, a lot of negativity them. going yeah. towards them. Exactly. Like well, they I, have to do. I, I feel like you, you really, thing. you really shouldn't worry about digital taking over. We still have a vast majority of people who will never want to go digital. Oh yeah, until there's a reliable way to like kind of have like a a uh, 
a Steam like library where it's always like, oh, this is what you bought, this is what you have licenses for all this stuff. Until until that's kind of like across the board, yeah. Everyone like every every manufacturer does it. Yeah, you, we won't have digital. Or and then there's still going to be a lot of consumers who they they need physical media. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of consumers you know, like like Pete. Let, yeah. let me let me bring this over to you. Digital comics. Yeah. Technically, it's it's a great advancement. Yeah. It is like, oh, you don't, I, you're not like me where you have, uh, I have twenty long boxes <laughs> yeah. in my mom's garage, and I have five long boxes at my apartment yeah. of comic books. <laughs> Digital comics, you could store. I could theoretically store all that stuff in one device. Yeah, but but it, there's the consumers it, don't want. No, it just doesn't. It doesn't work because I think there's, there's there's good. I mean. They're nice. The, the 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 art's a little sharper and everything, right? But I think most people want the, the physical copy because it's I don't know. It's it's reading a comic book is a tactile experience. It's well, very much holding it in your hands. It's also a collectible thing. Yeah. You know, no, on top of that, yes. That like that's where I think that separates digital comics from video games. Games, you can get the same effect of the game play and there's no you know change between digital and the physical disc. Mm-hmm. Where with the comic books, it's a collectible thing. Yeah. I, I can go ahead and have the first ever copy of Superman on a on a yeah. on a digital thing, and it's going to be worthless in comparison to getting the actual physical copy of it. There's a collect there's a collector's thing to it. But I, I I'd argue that video games are also. I mean, there's people who do treat their game like I. I'm very proud that I have every single DS game that came out during the DS era, and I have every single Wii first party game that came out. Yeah. Not well, as proud about that. But, <laughs> but what's that? What's the common thread there? Collectors. Collector, yeah. Yeah, we're we're collectors. I, I, I like to collect things. That's how yeah. I, I I was born. In, I was I was raised in the eighties. We we collect yeah. things. I collect yeah. I collect the basketball cards. Yeah, no, I collect the comic books. Yeah. I collect video games. And that those are going to be the people that ultimately it'll focus down to. Because a lot of the normal, like the gaming aspect, especially, mm-hmm. people will are going to transition to that en masse, where the people who want that physical copy are going to be the collectors. Yeah, because isn't there a whole? I, thing? I think I think it's going to take a couple of literal, you know, human generations before we get. <laughs> I mean, not just console. Gen- I'm talking about like like JoJo's kids will be the ones that are, are going to be fined with digital <laughs> and not care about physical copies of games it's going i think I, th- I think but i don't think it's necessarily within our lifetimes that 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 physical copies of games are going to go away i don't think I, a I lot of people I, have this boogeyman they're like oh you know f- physical think, games are going to go away in the in the near future i don't think it's gonna be in the near future i think it's going to be at least another 30 years i don't think it's going to be something that will entirely go away but you're going to see it getting phased down oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, but i uh, definitely not within our lifetimes <laughs> As gamers, I don't think it's within our lifetime. The physical, like physical game, like but, there's going to still yeah. be a lot of ignorant people who need their who need their disc. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying. Hey, it's ignorant. I, honestly, it's yeah. ignorant people who are going to hold all this back because there's a lot of you know forward thinking yeah. people who are like oh, di- like you said, digital games are a lot better. I mean, comics that's maybe that's yeah. a different medium, but digital games. Oh, that this is a logical progression, but there's still going to be a significant amount of ignorant people who. Uh, even though I was explaining that other episode, like we're not buying games, we're buying licenses. We're yeah. not buying. Yeah. We don't own the games. Like, when we buy a comic book, we own that comic book. Yeah. <laughs> the the Marvel can't go in and change the comic book on us. <laughs> <laughs> they can, but with digital copies, they can go in and edit they the could, comic books. Oh. <laughs> but, but with the physical comic books, they can't go in and edit it. Yeah. Yeah. With our video games, if we need to go online, they could they can manipulate our game. So that, that's that's where the, the collectability aspect comes in with video games. But to bring it 
back to this whole GameStop thing. I, uh, it's a crazy program. I, I really think it's, I'm sure some young person thought this up and GameStop's like, okay, this seems like a good idea. We'll get money. And I have no doubt that there are people, there are, you know, hardcore GameStop yeah. customers who are happily handing them over the 60 whatever dollars mm-hmm. and utilizing this service. And I, I have no doubt, <laughs> as experience from working there, that they're for they're shoving this down people's throats. We're like, hey, have oh, you heard yeah. about our? Because when I walked into that GameStop the other day, have you heard about our our summer whatever whatever Wait. summer summer rental or whatever? And I was like, yes, I've heard about it. Leave me alone. <laughs> you know what? Ironically. That movie was on today. Summer Rental? Summer Rental. John Candy. Sorry. I, sorry. I, it just struck me as hilarious. That I just watched that today. See, when you have me and Sam in the same room, there's like the, the, the odds of tangents go up exponentially. <laughs> I'm already prone to tangents. Sam Zia is a walking tangent. We were talking about squatty potties a little while ago. We talked about a thing that helps you shit better <laughs> a little bit earlier. Because I talked about Japan. See, I can see that's thing. I'm good at like freaking, uh, you know, tangent detective. I'm like, hang on, where did we fuck up? (laughs) I talked about Japan, Japanese culture. You talked about pooping in Japan. Reel it back. Reel it back. back. We're going backwards. We're we're stepping backwards in time here. Oh man. But yeah, yet another interesting decision in the the series of GameStop. As always, you know, GameStop will inevitably be. Tied with me for the rest of my life, unfortunately. <laughs> Sounds like it. Although I, I have been toying around the idea of just removing that last stint of GameStop off my off oh, my resume. <laughs> like it was only three months. Yeah. Well, if, uh, if I add something else onto the resume, then I'm going to delete Nintendo. And I can't delete that off my resume. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of important. It's kind of important. That was a good seven years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't lose that off no, the resume. All of a sudden, like, you're like, oh, what? Nobby? What the hell is this tablet company bullshit? They don't even exist anymore. <laughs> Oh, it's funny. I was at Best Buy a few months ago, and I, the, the, the tablet company I worked for, they have a hot, the, 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 after Mattel acquired mm-hmm. that company, I saw one of those tablets sitting in the wild, and like, that's a Hot Wheels tablet. Oh, nice. <laughs> I immediately took a photo and sent it to my buddy uh, Rick, who also worked with me. Yeah. At a, a, sh- a shout out for my boy Rick Mears, who actually listens to this on iTunes. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for giving us a listen on the audio vision, version, my brother. Jesus, Jesus. He loves Kanye West. So uh, he calls himself Jesus. Uh, like Jesus. Yeah, guys, you guys. And I remember I, I sent him a pic. I'm like, hey, look, look what I found in the wild. These zombie tablets from a company that lo- is like long dead. This dead tablet company. <laughs> They're Hot Wheels tablets now? Like, how does that like, work? Oh, well, because Mattel. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, Hot Wheels apps <laughs> or like a lot of, a lot of like, car games yeah. for for little kids. That's so weird, man. Although, yeah, I, I feel like tablets are no longer a thing anymore. Okay. No, I mean, it was the phones now. I mean, like the phones. Are, the phones are so big. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we're a, broadcasting on my rather large iPhone 6S right yeah. here. This isn't even a plus. I mean, it can, it can be even bigger. And these, you know, Galaxy 7s, yeah. they're even bigger. So, like, the, the, this whole tablet thing is kind of like, ah, we don't need these giant things. I can put the, I can put this thing in my pocket. I, I, I'm, I'm more than happy to watch Dragon Ball Z abridged on my phone. Like, the other day when the new episode dropped, I'm like, I'm stopping everything. I pulled up my phone. <laughs> I it was, it was, it was, it was, someone had posted about it on, on, on Facebook. And I'm like, oh shit, new Dragon Ball Bridge. I freaking dropped everything I was doing. <laughs> I'm like, student, shut the fuck up. I have to watch, Dra- I have to watch Dragon Ball for the next 10 minutes. Dragon. <laughs> Hedgehala. 
I'm like, what are they saying in that God. opening song? <laughs> like, I want to bust out Google Translate, but I like because the, the the Canadian subtitles on Dragon Ball Z abridged are amazing. People have gone and like put in like the sound effects or like he put in all the. <laughs> I don't know why they add in like ridiculous things <laughs> to it. Tell you, yeah, Vegeta is the reason I watched Dragon Ball no. Abridged. He is like literally like because he was already like one of my favorite characters in the original Dragon Ball mm-hmm. series. But the, the the abridged Vegeta is just so amazing. <laughs> It's like just when when he completely utterly loses his mind during the nomic the, during the nomic saga, it's like where where where's the dragon balls? Where's the dragon balls? <laughs> and then Ghost Nappa, he had the ball the whole time. <laughs> his nose bleed. No, no, it's not his nose bleeding. His eyes, all the blood vessels in his eyes burst, and he's speaking only one word at a time. Must get. Must get Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. Kill Son Kakarot. And then he wakes up. He's like, Where am I? What was I doing? You're not killing me? Oh, yeah, not killing you. Wait, I was killing you. <laughs> what are you doing? What am I doing? Thwarting my plans. Thwarting your plans. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. Thwart my plans. Thwart your plans. Thwart my plans. No, not thwart your plans. Yes. Are you? No. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill you! <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill you! <laughs> I wish there was like an a, an uncensored abridged. Oh like, yeah! Uh, I would I would die. Because <laughs> there was like one whole stream of him cussing like crazy, and then like the 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 post credits was them putting in all the alternative words that didn't make sense. <laughs> this forking pig! <laughs> oh man. So, you know, uh, last week, the thing that we died over. Dragon Ball Z abridged. Yes. Uh, Tabitha, Dragon Ball Z abridged. Oh, Seriously, you. all oh. Dragon Ball Z abridged fans yeah. need to go. YouTube.com. Yeah. You search Dragon Ball Z abridged and you're going to die, Tabitha. Even if you've never watched Dragon Ball Z, it's still pretty damn funny. Yeah. But oh, so, so last. Oh, Pete. Hmm. I don't know. Did you get to watch last week's episode? A little bit. I didn't get to see the whole day. <laughs> you, you, you didn't. No, so, so the very end where, where, where Sam and I lost our goddamn minds and we went over 10 minutes. <laughs> because... We were discussing Star Wars. We yeah. were discussing the you know Lord and Miller getting fired from Star Wars. As is tradition. As is tradition. Yeah. And Sam has an amazing tangent where he goes, oh, okay, fuck Han Solo movie. I want to see a Jar Jar Binks movie. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I want the origin story. They the have origin. to. They, it's the only way that they can. If they if they do right by Jar Jar, <laughs> they can make up for a lot of the anger people have towards episode I, one. I, I, I guess. <laughs> I, but I said there's no way they can make a Jar Jar movie because that's fucking... He's one of the most racist characters oh, could, that, that, that Lucas has ever created. And then, and then I went on and on about how yeah. episode one is super fucking racist. Yeah. Oh, the... the <laughs> like, all, all, all the aliens are, <laughs> are, are freaking... They're, 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 they're stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> the Trade Federation. <laughs> no, we are not Asian. No. <laughs> we are not Asian Chinese businessmen. <laughs> Where is this China you I was explaining of? this to someone the other day. I was talking about what Wado. It's like, you really have to be careful where you're picking Wado. I'm like, ah, I don't know what Wado is. Is he Jewish? Is he Middle Eastern? He likes money. He likes to enslave people. I'm not sure where to go with that. Oh, he's got that he has a big nose. nose. I mean, I'm not sure where I'm not sure where Lucas is going with that. Which direction? You know, Jewish, Middle Eastern? I mean, maybe Russia? I don't know. Hey! I'll send you the little boy! I get you your engine. This is a Jar Jar movie. No. I think it'd be more interesting if you go post 
pre- uh, prequels. Like, where, where did he end up? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, he's in a zoo somewhere where Darth Vader watches him. Emmy, why me? Why do you burn me? <laughs> because he, I hate you so much, Jar Jar. <laughs> I think we've discussed this in the past where he he started the Empire. He made the boat. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Jar Jar is responsible for the Clone Wars. He was the outbreak monkey. He, he, was, the, he was the party responsible for putting Chancellor Palpatine in power and voting. And he was the passing vote to, to, for, to, to get the clone army. The clone army, yeah. We used to think so. <laughs> army. So, I mean, army. Hey. I, I have a feeling, though, there's, there's got to be some planet out there. Where you know they're very pro empire, and their statues of fucking Jar Jar, like you know, like, like, like he's on their money and shit. Like, you know, like. People listening to the podcast, you can't see that my, my, my I put my face in my hands right now. <laughs> For the listen at home, <laughs> there are people who there. There is a planet out in the, in the galactic empire. <laughs> That worships Jar Jar, that worships Jar Jar. For, for being the, the the party responsible for bringing us Emperor Palpatine. Yes, <laughs> and our Grand Galactic Empire. <laughs> I mean, he had to have had like you know, they're, they're like I'm sure like by after the third movie, like he has like some sort of palace somewhere. Oh, he has to. <laughs> like unbeknownst to him, I, Misa don't know why I have all these things, but I keep getting nice letters from Amy. <laughs> Misa, unwitting agent. It's like Darth Vader writes all these letters to him, like like it's his subconscious way of still accessing Anakin in his yeah. head, and he's writing, "Dearest Jar Jar, <laughs> I miss Padme very dearly. Do you remember Padme? We met her at the same time. <laughs> like these like sad pensive letters, where where like that, this is how Darth Vader gets his emotions out. <laughs> That way, that way, the emperor doesn't fucking like force lightning him. Why are you still feeling Darth Vader? Band? No, I am not writing letters to Jar Jar. No. Quality podcasting. That's what's going on, man. It has to be, right? Yeah, there has to be. See, that was one of those times where my tangents were really successful. <laughs> Dearest George, Dearest I had to kill Padme. I, I have to admit it to myself. I killed her. The bitch was cheating on me, I think she was sleeping with Obi-Wan. That bastard. He cut my legs off. He cut off my legs. And he burned off my third leg. I mean, he was face down. He had to burn his dick oh, off in Mustafar. There's nothing there. Yeah. They could give him new legs, but I'm pretty sure they could not give Darth Vader a new dick. They could do it. Prosthetic hand. Like a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine him, like, soon after the procedure, after he finds out that he doesn't have a dick? No. The Emperor, the Emperor comes up and was like, I got you a new lightsaber. <laughs> Lord Vader, I've brought you a new phallic device. This one has a vibrate function. It vibrates thanks to its crystals inside of it. Cyborg dick. <laughs> Tabitha on the Facebook Live. Cyborg dick. 
Okay. Well, I never, I never thought about that. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah he was on fire, face down, with his dick in lava. <laughs> this is the hard hitting answers you're gonna get from Dre's geek philosophy. Speaking of which, how many hot dogs do you think we're gonna be eating tomorrow at buff at barbecues? Uh, I don't know how many I'm going to be eating because I'm going to be working at Sorry, one of my that, gigs tomorrow. That whole thing just reminded me we got some hot dogs to eat tomorrow. You're, you're going to be eating some burnt like, so Some burnt wieners. So when you're at that barbecue and you see that, that one hot dog that's burnt really badly. Think of Anakin. I want you to think of Anakin. <laughs> poor, poor Anakin on Mustafar. When that one hot dog, you you know that one burnt hot dog, the one that the one that someone left on the grill a little too long. It's all pretty charred all around it. I just want you to remember. That's my friend. <laughs> That's me, a friend. That's Anakin. That explains why he was so mad in Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I just had my dick burned off, I'd choke a motherfucker too. <laughs> Don't let your ambition get you. <laughs> get your hot roasted nuts here. <laughs> uh, someone explained to me like Darth Vader is full of bad dad jokes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize it until like there was like a Facebook post uh, of, of like all the bad dad jokes that Vader drops all the time. Like Rogue One, he totally was bad. Like, oh. you know, bad dad joking, freaking director Krennic the whole time. <laughs> Don't choke on your aspirations. That's the thing. Like, as he's choking the motherfucker out. <laughs> Admiral Ozell. <laughs> Like he chokes the motherfucker out from another star destroyer and drops a drops a joke while he's doing it. <laughs> he's the coldest motherfucker out there. Why? Because he ain't got a dick. <laughs> Burnt it off in lava. In lava. Goddamn Mustafa. <laughs> That's why his face was so strong. It wasn't that he lost his arms and his legs. He's like, my dick is on fire. I hate you, Obi Wan. <laughs> You were the chosen one. I don't care. My dick is breaking off. You were supposed to bring balance to the force. I need to bring balance to my penis. I'll never be able to force choke my wing again. So, does a Sith force choke themselves while they're masturbating? <laughs> That's <laughs> autoerotic asphyxiation. Autoerotic force asphyxiation. Oh, we are earning our explicit tag today on iTunes. <laughs> we are wearing that explicit tag today on iTunes. You <laughs> accidentally throw the lightning. So, does does he? Ha- <laughs> So, so, so does Anakin have phantom dick syndrome? <laughs> I go to masturbate and there's nothing there. He doesn't have phantom dick syndrome. He has phantom semen syndrome. No! Oh, no! No wonder, no wonder he can find... Oh, well, he couldn't find Luke or Leia. <laughs> His last few sperm... Oh. <laughs> he has weird Tabitha on Facebook Phantom Hardons The Phantom Hardon Episode Episode 6.5 Or episode 3.5 The Phantom Boner <laughs> Phantom Boner 
That's, I must kill every jet. Every time he sees a, a blue or green lightsaber, it's like, my dick. He's <laughs> 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 having that flashback of the lava. <laughs> He's having flashbacks. He just thinks every time he sees a blue lightsaber, he thinks of Obi Wan and he has to kill every motherfucker inside. <laughs> <laughs> I will get all of you Jedi. Whoa. <laughs> this has to be a porno. I think there already is a few. I've cr- I'm pretty sure on Pornhub I've seen a few Star Wars. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta tell Sam the line that came up with earlier. <laughs> We're saving that for the Halloween episode. There's a great line I'm gonna put in the bank. <laughs> I have to write that down. I'm going to write it down in a little bit. Oh, Lord. See? We tap danced our way to a full hour. And all it took was a phantom boner. Star Wars Episode 3.5. The Phantom Boner. I was listening. I know. I know you're... I have to write down... I have to write down the joke I want for Halloween. Hang on. I came up with an amazing joke on the way over here for our Halloween episode. I know I'm already planning like three months in advance, but I have an amazing joke for the Halloween episode that I came up with on the way over here. Technically had to do with with Anime Expo. Okay. But I'm not dropping it now. I'm saving it for Halloween. Okay. I'll I'll tell you in the post game show. How about this for an idea we can run down the line if we feel like it? Well, okay. Give us an idea here. It's a game that we can play. Oh. A game I that, love games that people can tune in. They, they mm-hmm. they've tuned tune in. They can join in, but you guys also will be in in charge. I love games. You know, I love games. You, you remember the game Name That Tune? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I'm an old man. I know Name That Tune. Yes. We're gonna do Name That Celebrity. How so? I will do my Antonio Banderas impression. <laughs> and you have to try and guess which actor it is based on the clues I give you. I am Groot. <laughs> hey, it's a me. It's a me. I'm in me. So that's a callback to last week that you probably missed out oh. on as well. I, I think that that would be a funny game. I, I, I second that. <laughs> uh, I am not a poet. <laughs> So every, the, the next time we burn through our content in half an hour, we're going to play Name That Bad Impression. So basically, it'll be me like going, hey, it's a me. I'm starting everything. I'm going to start it with that. Naturally. <laughs> I was in this movie one time. <laughs> I was in a movie. I said, say hello to my little friend. And I did lots and lots of cocaine. <laughs> Who is Al Pacino? <laughs> ding, ding, ding. This is why you guys tune in. Those of you who know, this is why you show up on Monday nights to listen. Because you never know what stupid shit is going to come out of our mouths over here. Phantom semen disorder. No. Phantom boner. Phantom boner. I, I I feel like we, we yeah we can't do any better than Phantom Bonin. No, yeah. we can't. And, we can't. And we now, can't. And now episode three has a whole new meaning. <laughs> that lava scene has a whole new meaning. 
<laughs> it's okay. It's okay if you miss an episode. They're all story. If you miss an episode, it's okay. Watch them back. They're all on Facebook. They're all stored on our Facebook page, and they're also audio versions available on iTunes. If you if you search Dre's Geek Philosophy on your podcast app on the phone, you'll find our show. And if you don't give a shit about Apple, if you're a person who says fuck Apple and fuck them in their stupid asses, then you could go to soundcloud.com, search Dre's Geek Philosophy, and you'll find the audio versions there. Yeah. Free of any Apple influence that you may hate. Yeah. And when the internet is actually working, you can actually watch our show on twitch.tv forward slash Dre GP podcast, where you'll see all three of us be complete jackasses on PlayStation. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter. You can follow Pete at nostalgic underscore comics dot com. You can follow Sam at SamZ570. You can follow me on Twitter when I occasionally do tweet at DreGP Podcast. You can watch us again on Wednesday nights when we talk comic books for about half an hour at nostalgicbooksandcomics.com. For Executive Bruiser, Sam Zia. You're like the evil angel on your shoulder and he's the good angel. <laughs> That is actually very true. <laughs> you, you are chaos and he is order. Yes. It's like the old Marvel comics, Lord Chaos and like, man, was it Lord Chaos and Lord Order or something? <laughs> something like that. Something along the, the, the two, uh, two faces. For uh, Judgmental Nerd, Pete Malini, I am your host, Dre Cervantes. Thank you for watching. The, those of you who participate with us live, thank you so much. I appreciate it when you guys come in live and you help liven up the show and give us material to, to work with. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. My name is Dre, and I love you guys. Have a good night. Peace.